This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everybody. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you our daily strategy corner. Well, it's not daily, but you know what I mean. It's our weekly strategy corner, rather. I'm... My brain's a puddle of goo. As usual. I do expect this one to be fairly short. Probably one of the shortest episodes we've ever put out. Because today we're going to be talking about when you don't know the answer. Why are we talking about that? You would not believe how many times I see when I'm watching Jeopardy. Someone will ring in and then they'll blank. Because either they knew the answer and now they don't. Or they hit the button by accident. So, I think it's kind of important to discuss this. Now, there are various levels of not knowing the answer. There are, I'm 90% sure I know the answer, but there's this doubt niggling at the back of my mind, all the way to, I have no earthly idea and I don't even know why I hit this button. So, handling it will depend on how confident you are that you do or don't know the answer. If you are mostly positive you know the answer, well, heck, by all means, go for it. Ring in. Hit the button. If you think maybe you might know the answer, but you're not sure, maybe see if the contestant can eliminate a wrong answer. Maybe see if someone else can eliminate a wrong answer for you. Because if it's a common trap that you're about to fall into, they might fall into it too. So if it's between, if you're stuck between two answers and you're not sure which one is the right one, maybe let someone else ring in first and hopefully they'll eliminate the wrong one for you so you can go for the right one. Now, if they go for the right one anyway and you don't get to, well, obviously that sucks, but you you wouldn't have wanted to take a chance and, you know, lose a good chunk of your money, especially in that double jeopardy round. If you have no earthly idea, just do me a favor, guys. Don't ring in. Unless you have at least a hint of a hint of a guess, please, for the love of Pete, don't ring in. Now, I'm not trying to discourage you from playing. Don't don't get that idea. I am, however, trying to discourage you from getting yourself so far in the hole that you can't get out. Ask that Patrick guy that played under LeVar Burton what happened when he just kept ringing in and ringing in and ringing in and getting questions wrong. He ended the game with $6,000 plus in the hole. I don't want you guys to break that record, okay? We're, We're here to have fun and we're here to win this thing. Not win the prize for most money sent into the hole. 
Like, I'm not bashing the guy. I Maybe he was nervous. I don't know. Or maybe he just figured that was the only way to save himself was to ring in on everything. But either way, it hurt him and it very badly knocked him out of Final Jeopardy. And not that he would have been able to do much against Matamodio that day anyway, but eh. In retrospect, I'm saying that because Matt was Matt was on a tear. I wouldn't have said that had it been the actual game. I would have said, you know, anybody could have done it. But in retrospect, Matt was not sharing. Also, daily doubles. This goes back to wagering strategy when we talked about that several weeks ago. If you don't feel confident in the category, don't wager a whole lot of money. Even if you wager the minimum amount of five bucks. Just, if you don't feel confident, that's acceptable. Scorekeepers might roll their eyes at you, but it's acceptable. Now, the real, the real thing here is Final Jeopardy. Since you have to make your wager before you see the clue. It all goes back to knowing your strengths and weaknesses. If you're not confident in that category, don't do anything stupid. Don't pull a Cliff, whatever the heck that guy's last name was, on Cheers. Just don't. Mm-mm. I don't watch Cheers, but it's, it's a very famous story. So, yeah. And heck, if you don't know Final Jeopardy and you've wagered a suitably small amount, write something stupid. Go for it. Write any stupid thing you want. If you want to write beep beep I'm a sheep as your Final Jeopardy response because you don't know the answer, you write beep beep I'm a sheep. It's not going to hurt you any more than it would have if you'd written anything else and gotten it wrong. Because if you don't know, um, you don't know. So, just think about that before you're like, oh, but what if I get it right? Or what, what, blah, 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 blah. If you don't know and you know you don't know, worry less about you know, everything else, and just have some fun. Because ultimately, that's what you're there to do anyways, have fun. Sorry for the commotion. I had to fix something in the closet because I almost got poked by the Christmas tree. It feels like Christmas tree weather around here right now, but eh. But yeah, that's just some pointers on what to do when you don't know the answer, depending on how sure you are of not knowing the answer and what part of the game you're in. If it's early, a few bucks in the hole is not going to hurt you. But if it's late in the game, I wouldn't risk it. That's that's really what I'm saying here. It's just know, know where you're at in the game. Know how likely you are to be able to repair any damage a few missed questions might do to your score. Is essentially what I'm trying to say here.
Anyway, that's all I've got for today, so I'm going to shut up and sign off. Just a reminder that Champions Wildcard does continue this week. So that should be exciting. But anyway, good night. Thank you for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.